Jake here. Thank you for taking a trip to the past with me. The original podcast version of The Americans will be released weekly, but if you don't want to wait, then go to jakebible.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. You'll receive access to all of The Americans as well as early release novels, audiobooks, and other exclusive extras. That's jakebible.substack.com. Now enjoy the original podcast production of The Americans. Cheers. Warning. This podcast reading is for mature audiences only. You will not be warned again. Welcome to the podcast reading of Jake Bible's The Americans, book two in the Dead Mech Apex Trilogy. The Americans is a side quill to Dead Mech, meaning it takes place simultaneously with book one. You can listen to this novel first or start with Dead Mech. Go to jakebible.com for more information on this podcast, Dead Mech, and other fiction by Jake Bible. Enjoy. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to another week of The Americans. This is a fun episode. You're going to like this. It all really starts to change. And all of you who have been wondering, where's the connection? When does it actually tie in with Dead Mac? How do we know these are the same stories? How are they connected? I don't get it. Well, I know I couldn't really hear you guys saying that. But for those of you who have been wondering, not all will be revealed. But oh, you'll get it now. Trust me, you'll get it. Oh, you'll get it good. Anyway, um, no promos at the end here just because um, shitfire, I don't know. I'm too freaking lazy to go over them. No, it's Father's Day weekend. There's shit going on. Um, there will not be any intro next week. Um, hopefully, I'll get an episode out, uh, but I have to be gone um, for most of the weekend weekend uh, next week, so it's, it's going to be tricky getting an episode. So if there isn't one, don't be surprised. All right. If there is one, there won't be an intro because I'll probably be editing while I'm driving along in a car or riding along. I won't be driving while I'm editing, but um, it'll all be done on the road. So there's that limitation. All right. I think that's about it. Hey, um, while you're, you know, just happen to be on the internet, go to that crazy place called Amazon. Buy yourself a copy of Dead Mech. Buy yourself a copy of Bethany and the Zombie Jesus. Buy yourself a copy of 31 Days of Halloween. Hell, Buy your friends copies. That's just show, show the kind of person you are. You're a good person and you should give the gift of fiction. Nothing says love like horror and sci-fi and bizarro tales. Trust me on this one. Trust me. I'm an expert. All right. All right, that's about it. Hey, thanks everybody for all the support. Everybody, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. The downloads are rocking. Everyone seems to be really digging the Americans. And um, yeah, that's about it. Enjoy the episode and cheers, y'all. Chapter 20. The shop has been breached and fires are being reported, Miss Solosky stated as she checked a readout on one of the monitors. We need to evacuate. Very well, the doctor responded. I believe we have done all we can here. He looked down at Heather's still form, her heart having flatlined minutes earlier, just after her body had reconstructed itself one last time. Bring the sample canisters. We can't leave those behind. They hold the nanotech in the flesh. Perfect carriers, really. The Empress should be pleased. 
But, Doctor, we have to evacuate, Miss Solosky exclaimed. We can't struggle with a sample cart. Dr. Stillig gripped a scalpel in his right hand, his index finger running up and down the B.C. handle. If you aren't going to assist, then there isn't much point to you, is there? She watched the scalpel and quickly moved to the cart, activating the door and pushing it out into the hallway. Dr. Stillig turned and stared at Heather for a moment. So remarkable, he said quietly. Too bad you didn't survive. I would have loved to ask a few questions. He reached out and slowly stroked Heather's matted, bloody hair. So remarkable. Heather's eyes shot open and her body began to thrash against the restraints holding her to the operating table. Holy mother of God! Dr. Stillig exclaimed, crossing himself and backing away towards the door. Heather hissed and growled, bloody foam flying from her mouth. Her entire body tensed as she fought against the straps holding her down, but her eyes never leaving the doctor. What is it, doctor? Miss Solosky asked, looking her back inside the room, her hands flying to her mouth. But she's dead! She's like one of the afflicted we have been studying, Dr. Stillig cried. Oh, God, what have we done? She can regenerate. How can this happen? He stumbled into his assistant, knocking them both out of the room and onto the hallway floor. She must have been exposed at some point. We have to seal the room and purge it. We can't let her escape. Can't let who escape? Melissa's voice asked coolly as she and Beth came down the hall towards the doctor and his assistant. Who are? the doctor asked, getting to his feet and reaching for the door controls. BC shot from the wall and slapped his hand away, creating a large gash that poured blood instantly. Heather's growls grew into a crescendo of rage and hunger as her eyes watched the blood drip onto the floor. Miss Solosky got to her feet, hands held out, and approached the girls. You can't go in there. She's infected. She isn't alive anymore. You you have to run. Melissa answered the woman with a swift roundhouse kick to the face, slamming her head against the wall. As the woman slid into an unconscious heap, Melissa stepped past her and peered into the room. Stop, the doctor warned. If she gets near you, she will attack. She doesn't know who you are anymore. Melissa tried to shove past the doctor, but he slashed out with the scalpel. The blade slid harmlessly off the protective suit Melissa had created, but she still reacted as if he had cut her, grabbing his wrist and snapping it as she yanked back and down. The doctor cried out in pain and stumbled backwards, into the room and against the operating table. He instinctively reached back to brace himself, and Heather's jaws clamped down on his already bleeding hand, ripping the flesh and crushing bone. God, no! He screamed, struggling to get his hand out from Heather's grinding teeth. She's killed me! I'll be dead within twenty-four hours! Melissa looked at her aunt, and tears welled in her eyes. What did you do to her? She grabbed the doctor by the throat and shoved his face into Heather's. What did you do to her? Heather instantly let go of the hand and bit onto the doctor's cheek, thrashing her head back and forth, ripping the flesh right off. Stillig screamed and tried to push away, but Melissa held him tight, letting Heather get bite after bite of the doctor's soft face. Mel, stop! Beth cried, grabbing Melissa and pulling her away. The man collapsed to the floor, screaming in pain as he tried to clutch his shredded face with his mangled hand. Heather snarled and grunted as she hungrily chewed on the chunks of flesh she had torn away. You fucking monster! What did you do to her? Melissa kicked out, slamming her boots into the man's midsection, doubling him over further. She struck again and again, connecting with his chest, his neck, his face. Beth struggled to pull her far enough away so she couldn't do any more damage. Stop! He can get us out of here, 
Beth yelled, slapping Melissa's face roughly, trying to bring the girl back to her senses. I'll fucking kill him! Melissa shouted, but no longer lashing out, some of the fight gone as she watched Heather's gore-smeared face snarling at her. I... I can't let you leave, Dr. Stillig struggled to say. Not with her. He's right, Miss Soloski said from behind them, her face white with fear and bloody from Melissa's attack. As she slowly pushed herself to her feet, she can infect everyone. You can't let her leave. Infect? What are you talking about? Beth asked. What, what did you infect her with? We, we didn't. Miss Soloski insisted. She came to us with um, something inside her. We were just studying her when she died. We didn't expect her to come back like the other things. The images of the creatures that had attacked the bubble sped through Beth's mind. What are they, those things? We don't know, the doctor said, his eyes darting to Miss Soloski quickly. Oh, I think you do, Melissa shouted, yanking the man to his feet. She reached out and grabbed up some of the BC instruments nearby and quickly fashioned a pair of manacles. He winced and cried out as she roughly secured his hands together. Shoving him towards the hallway, she made another pair and handed them to Beth. Put those on her. Beth did so quickly. Okay, if either of you want to live, you will do two things. First, you'll get us the fuck out of here. Second, you'll answer all of our questions. Not with her, Miss Soloski said, her voice cracking with fear. She'll, she'll infect everyone. How? Melissa shouted. How can she infect everyone? The saliva, Stila gasped. They have to bite you. Melissa turned back to her aunt, barely recognizing the woman before her. Sorry about this, she said quietly, but we can't have you chomping on us while we try to save you. Melissa grabbed onto the table and concentrated. The top of the table stretched and warped, the movement causing Heather to fight harder, her neck stretching towards Melissa, her teeth gnashing brutally, chips of enamel mixing with the bloody foam. The warped BC became a small cage and closed about Heather's head, shrinking slowly until it immobilized her completely. Melissa double-checked the restraints on Heather's legs and arms, reinforcing all with BC. She kicked the brakes free on the table and began to roll it towards the door. No! Stillig shouted, trying to block her way, but he stumbled and collapsed, his body convulsing violently. What's happening? Beth asked the assistant. What's wrong? Oh, no, 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 she responded. He, he's turning already. It, it shouldn't be this fast. A day, sometimes two, but, but not minutes. The girls watched as Dr. Stillig's body heaved and jerked, his back arching terribly, the sound of his spine cracking and breaking like gunshots, until finally he lay still, his eyes unfocused and glazed, his last breath wheezing from between his lips. Kill him, Mrs. Lusky shouted. You have to destroy the brain! Didn't he just die? Beth asked, shoving the doctor's body to the side with her foot and helping Melissa wheel Heather into the hall. Yes, but he'll come back, Miss Soloski wailed. They, they always come back. Kill him. Not a problem, Melissa said, casually stomping on the man's forehead once, twice, and a third time before the skull caved in and bloody gray matter oozed onto the floor. That ought to do it. She looked at the assistant. I'm guessing you want to live, so if you would please point us to the lift, we'll get the fuck out of here. You, you can't, the woman sobbed. The, the shop is in full lockdown. There isn't any way out. It would take either Dr. Stillig's override. They all looked at the man's crushed head and shivered. 
Mr. Zverev or, or Empress herself. Uh, I, I think we can count them out, Melissa said. What do you think, freak? Can you get us out of here? Beth looked at Melissa and then at the table carrying Heather. I, I don't know. Getting us down was easy. Gravity did the work. But getting us up? I don't know. Heavy bootfalls echoed down the hallway. Sounds like thinking time is about up, Melissa shouted. Get us out of here. Several guards rounded the corner and came to a halt, their rifles ready. Surrender immediately, the lead guard yelled. Fuck you, Beth yelled back, her hands slamming together, bringing all the BC out of the walls, crushing and chopping the guards into a pulp, leaving the hallway a mess of broken bodies and plaster. Holy Christ, what are you? the assistant gulped. That's the question, Melissa said. Looks like we go the other way until we can figure out how to get up and get out. Melissa turned the table around and began to run with it down the long hallway, speeding past closed and secure doors. Cries for help and pounding on the closed doors assaulted her ears, but Melissa couldn't worry about that at the moment. Beth shoved the assistant after. Go, she barked. You're coming with us. The three had made it only a few yards when a sound from behind them caused Beth to glance over her shoulder. What she saw brought her to a dead stop. I thought you said destroying the brain would kill him. The assistant stopped also and looked behind her, the sight bringing her to her knees. That, that, that can't be. They all watched as Dr. Stillig's body pushed itself upright, the skull reforming, the scalp slowly knitting back together. The thing that was Stillig grunted and growled, and Heather immediately answered in kind, drawing Stillig's full attention to the girls and Miss Soloski. Stillig bared his teeth and shrieked, running full speeds towards them, his hands still bound by the B.C. manacles. "'What the fuck do we do now?' Melissa screamed. "'Run!' Beth shouted, grabbing one side of the table and helping Melissa push as fast as they could. Miss Soloski continued to kneel in the hallway, her hands raised up and prayers streaming from her mouth. "'Come on, you crazy bitch!' Melissa shouted after her. "'Get up and move!' The woman didn't respond, just continued to pray. Melissa turned away and she was glad she had when the woman's shrieks filled the hallway, then brutally cut short as her throat was ripped out and the crazed Stillig began to feed off of her, shoving chunks of flesh into his mouth as fast as he could. The girls came to the end of the hallway and turned the corner, only to face more guards. "'Fuck!' Melissa swore, her arm blades sliding quickly into place as she shoved Heather's table towards the guards, grabbed the end, and flipped herself underneath, going along for the ride. The guards opened fire and Beth watched in horror as bits and pieces of Heather's body exploded everywhere, spraying the walls with red-black goo as the table and Melissa slammed into the front line. "'What are you doing?' Beth shouted, rushing towards the fray, yanking chunks of B.C. from the walls, shielding herself from the bullets flying at her. Melissa pushed herself from the table and executed a series of sweep kicks, knocking half the guards off their feet. She had their jugular sliced open and spouting blood before any hit the floor. The remaining guards shifted their aim, and Melissa was soon being pummeled by slugs. Her suit kept the bullets from penetrating, but the impacts kept her off balance and unable to press the attack. Seeing Melissa was down, Beth changed from defensive to offensive, shattering the BC shields and sending the splinters and fractured pieces flying towards the guards. Only two were able to avoid the shrapnel, while the rest were ripped apart, their bodies dancing and jerking until the last piece of B.C. had hit them, and then their corpses collapsed to the floor, many on top of Melissa. The last two guards stared at Beth for a moment, then turned and ran, realizing they were in over their heads. Suddenly the alarm ceased, and the resulting quiet made the sounds coming from Heather even more unsettling. 
What the fuck were you thinking? Beth shouted, shoving corpses away from Melissa and jerking her to her feet. Most of those bullets hit Heather. Melissa looked at her aunt. I figured she'd fixed herself just like Psycho Doctor did back there. She shouted back, shoving Beth away. Look, there isn't a mark on her, and she's just as growly as before. Beth began to protest further, but stopped when a howl behind them made both girls turn around. There, covered in blood and gore, stood Stillig, his eyes manic and teeth bared. He took one step, then another, and another, until he broke into a run, his arms outstretched, fingers bent like talons. Not this fucker again, Melissa sighed, her body exhausted. Can you do something about this asshole? Beth sighed and flicked her hands. V.C. shot from the walls and wrapped itself about Stillig, immobilizing him. He roared with frustration, then overbalanced and crashed to the floor, various fluids flying from his enraged mouth. Thanks, Melissa said. Now let's find a fucking way out of here. They each grabbed the table again and pushed. You've been listening to the podcast reading of Jake Bible's The Americans. This novel and recording are protected under whatever latest, greatest Creative Commons license is out there currently. Share this all you want. Just don't even try to make a buck off it without the express permission of the author, me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please go to jakebible.com. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the re-release of the original podcast production of The Americans. Don't want to wait each week for a new episode? Go to jakebible.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. Want more audiobooks? Go to jakebible.com for info and access to dozens of Jake Bible fiction audiobooks and ebooks. Cheers.